Welcome back to the Dudes of Davy. It is Thursday, December 30th, around 11.30 Eastern Standard Time. I'm excited to start this podcast with my co-host, Lonnie Greenberg. We've got a lot to talk about. We've got a special guest who truly is special, both in my and Lonnie's hearts, and we'll introduce him in a little while. But I think we should jump right into what is going on in the world of sports over the last two weeks. It's been a little while. It's been unbelievable. Uh, we, we have, look, again, we, I feel like we say this a lot, but, you know, we're in, the, we're in the midst of, you know, sports bonanza, right? But what we've added into the mix, which was beyond anyone's expectations, was, and I know it was like a week or two ago, was the World Cup final, which I think captivated all of us. It and, was unreal. And we all watched it together, and we couldn't believe what we were watching, and we don't really care much about soccer. No, no. I mean, I could tell you right now, Prior to my son getting into soccer, and I think I've mentioned this before, uh, I used to joke around, I don't understand how you can watch a game for 90 minutes, 120 minutes, and it's 0-0. I just couldn't really get interested in it. My son loves soccer. He's now playing travel soccer. And obviously, when you start talking about you know, a bunch of the goats, right? You know, you know Ronaldo and Messi and, and you know... And uh, it's going back to Pele. And there's, you know, there's a handful of players in Beckham. You're like, wow, these are amazing. But what we watched during that final, I mean, I've never seen anything like it. Yeah, I mean, there were, there were six goals and then obviously the, uh, the shootout in the end. And you couldn't have scripted it any better. The two best players in the world, and clearly I think now the best player of all time, Messi, um, had, you know, an epic game. They had five of the six goals. And they were absolutely – and, and the, you know, one of the goals that wasn't scored, Messi assisted on. That was – it was unbelievable what he did. And then the shootout, the whole thing, it really was uh, captivating. Our, our, our special guest today actually um, went back and forth wearing different jerseys throughout the game. He, he didn't know what to do. It was so exciting. I mean, what's really good about having all those jerseys available to you is that depending on who is winning and which player is performing – he just kept on putting on that person's jersey, which I got to admit, I'd never seen done before. It was really, I, I was kind of impressed. I was impressed. And uh, that's what makes him so special. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the World Cup final was just unbelievable. And I think like over 3 billion people watched, like literally like the entire world watched this. And I think the final number I saw for the World Cup, you know, viewership was over four and a half billion viewers over the course of the two weeks, which is just incredible. Uh I did hear that Mbappe at halftime, and this is a serious comment, that he looked at his team and he's like, what are we doing? The problem is it wasn't a we, it was a he. I mean, if you saw the way he came out in the second half, he took over the game for his team. He took over the team game for his country. So he single-handedly almost won the World Cup final. Yeah, he, he was unbelievable. I mean, there was, there was almost a goal with 10 seconds left. That was, oh. yeah, I think, a little bit overlooked how unbelievable that was. Uh, Mbappe's 23 years old. He has already won a World Cup. He scored in the World Cup in 2018 in the final. Uh, so his career is off to an unbelievable start. He's got a long way to go, but, you know, he went up against the guy that uh, he may surpass one day as the greatest player of all time. But uh, I think Messi's got that right now. He, over Maradona, over, you know, a couple other Pele, guys. Yeah. over Beckham, over... Uh, Ronaldo, all of them. But yeah, so World Cup was awesome. Uh, and then right, you know, as the World Cup finishes, we get into the, you know, the, the great chase by number eight. Yeah, the great eight pass Gordie Howe. 
and he did it in epic fashion. So he got to 800 on on a hat trick, and all those goals were unbelievable. I mean, this guy's 37 years old. It's it's absolutely amazing to watch what he does. And then he had two um, to pass Gordie Howe. He tied Gordie Howe, then passed him in the same night. The 802 goal was an empty netter, but it was probably the most beautiful empty netter we've ever seen, right? I mean, you know, you and I were talking about even a couple of weeks beforehand where we're like, oh, you know, if you get an empty netter to, to pass the, the goal or the all-time record, what does that feel like? Except when you look at the empty netter, A, he tries to pass it to his teammate. His teammate's like, no, bro, take it back. <laughs> right. He's like, fine. And then he whips around behind his back like lefty to hit the net, to hit the goal. And you and I were both like, how is that even possible? It's unbelievable. How do, you, how do you make an empty netter look amazing? Yeah. It, look, it was fitting. And it was beautiful. It was. And he's now 93 away from passing Wayne Gretzky. Uh, again, he's 37. He, he still looks like he's 25. Uh, look, injuries, you never know what's going to happen. However, um, it seems certainly within his reach. I think, hopefully, the season after next. Uh, yeah. But we'll, we'll be watching, all of us. Yeah, listen, it's history. It's awesome. You know, obviously, he celebrated with nachos and beer, which is, you know, pretty much what we would all do. Right. Um, I'll go on record as saying, if he ever listens to this, we would love nothing more than to, you know, go out and have a few drinks with Ovi uh, because he's that guy. And I think he is different like that than other NHL superstars. The Gretzkys and the Lemuse and the Crosbys. I don't think, you know, the appreciation, the fans are all there. But Ovi is just a guy who plays really physical and will eventually be the greatest goal scorer of all time. I love it. He's probably considered the greatest goal scorer yeah. of all time, but he needs to pass Gretzky and, you know, it, it will... Well, it, it cements it. It will cement, cement it. it. And, and he's obviously a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's one of the greatest hockey players of all time. Um, any from, anyone from Pittsburgh listening to this is not happy with this at all. Sid Crosby... I'm totally fine with that. Yeah, exactly. The... <laughs> Somebody actually sent me something that said 87 is greater than 8. Um, which, look, I, you look at the all-around numbers. Yes. What, look, both amazing players, great careers, the whole thing. But uh, but all eyes are on Ovi right now. It's pretty it's pretty cool for hockey. All, all eyes are going to be on Ovi for the next couple seasons, and I think we'll, we're all going to enjoy it. So we go from the World Cup to number 8, you know, you know, moving into pole position to become the all-time goal scorer. And simultaneously... There's one record-setting night after another in the NBA. So we've got everything from Luka to Zion and, and Jokic. So I think within about a week, I think it was within a five-day span, mm-hmm. you had potentially three of the greatest statistical games we've ever seen. It, it's, you know, these guys are so efficient in a basketball game. It's not just scoring. It's assists. It's rebounds. It's, it's just moving without the boss. It, it's just... They're just playing beautiful basketball. And anyone who is getting into the game of basketball and learning, um, they should watch these guys play because it's, it's spectacular. I think that's a good point. I think it, enough doesn't get said about if you're interested in basketball and you're watching Luka, Jokic, and Zion, first of all, you know, Luka and Jokic do have you know, the court vision and the court awareness, and you really do see what, you know, how they make their teammates better. What's interesting, though is that Luka's usage is the highest, like I think, for, for a, a star in the NBA. You know, I think its usage is like 37% of the time he has to have the ball, whereas Jokic is you know, much more around the high 20s, mid to high 20s. Right, so that, that's an interesting point as well. I mean, Jokic plays the game where 
you know, his passing. I mean, his he, he might be the best passer in the NBA mm-hmm. at seven feet tall. Yeah. He his touch, his everything is just unbelievable. You know, we can get into before we before we get into potentially, you know, almost halfway point MVP conversation. I think we should just take one, maybe one minute and talk about Luca's game the other night because, and I know it was against, against my Knicks. I know yeah. it was against your Knicks. Yeah, and it, was, it was awesome. We're not even going to talk about the collapse. Like, no, it, was we're, great. it was great. We're not even going to get it. It's, it's all about Luca's glory and, listen, and how listen, great listen, he was. Scoring nine points, coming back, you know, from nine points in 33 seconds, just because it's never been done before. You know, it's always good that the Knicks are there. We want to be there for the teams to achieve these comebacks, all right? Reggie Miller achieved his comeback <laughs> against us. Luca and the Mavs achieves their comeback. Yeah. No, no but it, it was like 45 seconds. Reggie Miller was like eight seconds. So right, so, right, 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 right. So it's totally better. It's, that's very true. Yeah. Very true. But yeah, Luca had 60, 21, and 10, which is like a, a stat line. When I, when I saw that stat line, I was like, that can't be right. That's absolutely wrong. No, no chance. Is Luca leading the MVP race at this moment? Probably. As long as the Mavs make the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I've I've heard enough. You know, we obviously listen to other podcasts. I've I've done some research as well, and it's like, look, Luca. While he's unbelievable, he's carrying the Mavs. He's you know, without Luca, the Mavs would probably be one of the worst couple teams in the league, which makes a huge difference. The Mavs are seventh in the West. It's a very tight race in the West, so mm-hmm. there's only. Th- Three, four games between seven and you know uh, the Pelicans and Denver tied at the top of the Western mm-hmm. Conference, and you know Denver's at the top right now. So you know I I, I really think what's going to happen is it's going to come down to which teams are better at the end of the year. That will make the decision a little easier for voters of the MVP. And Jokic has won two in a row, and right. clearly nobody wants to give him a third. But look, if he's leading every advanced analytics. There may not be a choice. There may not. Right, exactly. What's interesting is, you know, Luka gets hurt. The Mavs are like the 13th seed. Right. Maybe the 14th seed. Right. So a lot can happen between now and the end of the year. But I think today, as we as we sit here today on December 29th, we can be in awe of 24-year-old Luka. We can be in awe of what Jokic is doing. Again, His like you said, his level of consistency. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I'd love to give, you know, Zion just a, a couple minutes here because... I was absolutely of the mindset that this guy was overweight, mm-hmm. not motivated, and the chances of him coming back to be like, you know, some consistent peak superstar were like really slim. They were really slim. They were a lot slimmer than his body, okay? The chances of him coming back. And this Pelicans team, which obviously I've talked about how much I like it, how deep they are, how I like I like the way that it fits. I like all the different like roles that CJ and Ingram and everyone can play. But last night when you're losing the whole game and to score your team's last 14 points. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, they interviewed somebody um, on the other team and he made the comment that, you know, it became a, you know, Zion was playing football and we, you know, we, oh, it was uh, D'Angelo Russell, who I, you know, I, I haven't liked since day one and, <laughs> and, and like even less now after listening to his absurd interview last night, basically crying about the fact that they couldn't guard him because he was playing football and they were all trying to play basketball. Zion was unstoppable, like physically unstoppable, whether it was from three, whether it was from the paint, whether it was around the rim. So that was a 119-118 single-handed comeback by Zion and the Pelicans. And I think Zion is, I think he's arrived. Yeah, you know what Zion's starting to look a little bit like is like a, like a young LeBron a little bit. Like his, he's so athletic 
He doesn't have the passing, really, but, like, he's so athletic. He's so fast. He jumps higher than anyone, and he's just a tank. You know, so, you know, there's obviously differences. And But one of the things that Zion should learn is from LeBron is LeBron took care of his body like no one else. And, look, the longevity is incredible. Zion's big – the big concern for Zion is right. he could go out at any point in time, and, you know, he's got he's going to need to really condition himself – you know, for a real grind, and he's going to get beat up a little too. Like, these, you know, the NBA players are not going to just let him take it in the lane and dunk on them. Correct, correct. It's a, it's a some couple of those valid points there, which are his conditioning, how other teams are going to adjust because they definitely are going to adjust, right? D'Angelo Russell being, you know, a whiny little punk is is not a big deal, but there's other teams who have much bigger players than D'Angelo Russell who are going to say, you know, we'll take him on. Believe me, we, you know, we're more than capable of taking him on. And they will. And you know what? They're going to give him some hard fouls. They're going to make him, you know, they're going to make him pay for coming into that lane on a consistent basis. So I agree that he's got to really take a step back now and, and start to continue to evolve his game. Right. Master that 15 to 17 foot jumper when the lane is clogged. Right. It, it's a great time in the NBA. You know, the NBA has, you know, David Stern really started this which was you know market your star players and let them shine and let them carry the league there are so many star players like as we're as we're talking like look Jokic Jokic and Luka and let's throw Zion in there and Tatum John Morant they're all like in this kind of race and then you have guys like you know you got guys like Devin Booker you have AD well Kevin Durant's playing great you know it's like Everyone's kind of doing their part right now, and everyone's playing hard, and everyone's really putting up. You have guys like Shea Gilgis Alexander, who's like in this too. It's like it's it's really cool right now. Very what's going true. On. By the way, quick shout out to the Nets. They've won ten in a row. Um, not a fluke. Obviously, Kyrie and Kevin healthy. Uh, the supporting cast is coming together. Nice win streak for them. Certainly, you know, I'm, I'm not fans of either one of them, but uh, I can acknowledge good basketball when I see it and, you know, good D- team defense when I see it, and they're playing really well. Uh, and, and, and Ben Simmons hasn't made a free throw in the last, like, you know. I, I don't think I've heard Ben Simmons' name in, like, a month. He's, he's playing okay. He's playing his, like, kind of the role that they wanted, but still, like, he's not, he's not taking shots. He's not, he's not making free throws, which, look, I think is a problem when you hit the playoffs. Cause yeah. And as you come down the stretch, but look, it, it is, look, I'm never rooting against anyone. It is kind of cool to see the Nets in the mix again. It, it adds to what makes this all so interesting. Right. Yeah. It, it makes it, it it's going to make the, you know, April, it's going to make March and April more fun no as doubt. you get into the playoffs. So a quick fun way to pivot here would be to say that if you looked at the viewership on Christmas Day, by the way, mm-hmm. five NBA games, all marquee games, okay, mm-hmm. for the most part. And then, obviously, you had the football schedule. Well, uh, the football games legitimately quadrupled the viewership of the NBA. So it was interesting to hear the NFL make the decision to do this. Everyone was like, wow, you know, the NBA usually owns Christmas Day. Well, the NBA got blown out of the water by whatever product was on the field. Turns out it was a pretty good product. There were a couple of really good games on Christmas Day. Uh, But uh, just... You know, sort of wanted to just put that out there as we start to pivot into our discussion of the last week or two here of the NFL, the playoff picture. And um, I think we're going to be having our special guest join us real soon. Yeah. Is, is our special guest ready? Yeah. Is he ready to do this? All right. So we're going to introduce him. 
He will likely become a regular on the pod. His name is Brennan. He is my son, and he is uh, Lonnie's nephew, so he will be known as Nephew Brennan. Yep. Nephew Brennan, welcome to the pod. This is a great opportunity to be here right now. Yep, we are super excited to have you here, and uh, we're, we're going to talk a lot of football with you today. All right, buddy? Awesome. All right, great. All right, so, you know, one of the first things that I want to know about, and I think all the viewers want to know about, and, and I'll, I'll give a little update. So, Brennan is in the championship of his fantasy football league. It's been, uh, it's been an up-and-down season. He's had to pivot a couple times. He's, uh, he's learning, learning the ropes, and I think he's doing an awesome job. And um, so you have your finals this week. What, what's happening? What, how's it been being in fantasy football for the first time? It's been awesome. I've only been in for two years. The first year we did good, but now I can't believe we're just in the championship. Yeah. You, look, you fought all the way there, and, and, I'm, and I'm proud of you. What, uh, who are like the best players on your team right now? Justin Jefferson, Devontae Adams, Joe Burrow, like um, Justin Tucker. Yep. Like everyone who's just been awesome in the season so far. How does it feel to have spent you know the last several months doing the research, checking your lineup? Like, what is it like? And and, and now that you're in the finals, you know, what are you feeling? I feel good. And it's hard and fun because it's decision make decision making at the last moment. Like of Derek Carr's out, you have to decide if you want to keep Devonta Adams. Yep, that's right. But you, but you can't give anything away to your opponent on this pod, okay? So we're we're not going to talk about what you might do in the finals. <laughs> I, you you got to keep it close to the vest, right? Yeah, you're almost there. But I I, I have faith that you're you're going to get this done. What what we might do throughout. This season, like maybe like next next year, is Mike Brent up for about ten minutes watching the red zone for, during his fantasy football season. It's going to be pretty great. We could tell the audience out there that when Brennan watches the red zone, it's very reminiscent of Mike TV from Willy Wonka. So he stares at the TV, and he almost imagines that he's actually transplanted into the stadiums. So Brennan, uh, what would you say your red zone record is for consecutive hours of football watch? Every day, I think it's about four to five hours on Sunday. Four to five hours. That's a solid commitment. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Let me, let's, let's pivot a little bit now. We're all rooting for you now. Trust me. In terms of your favorite NFL team, what, what, what team is that? The Jets. Yeah, and, and, and what, what do you think about what they've done this year? Yeah, they're the worst in our division. Okay, cool. And yeah, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. Good, good defense or no? Yeah, Sauce Gardner. He's great. Sauce Gardner. That was a good draft pick, right? Yeah. Okay. Garrett Wilson, a wide receiver, yeah. also good. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, what's your opinion of Zach Wilson? He makes me want to barf. Okay. All right. Um, do you, the question is do you have his jersey? Yes. What are you going to do with that jersey? Rip it apart. I like it. Okay. Like it. All right. Look, the Jets are still in it, right? We got yeah. we got a couple games left, right? Who are they playing this weekend? Seattle. Seattle. Yeah, they're gonna. I think it's gonna be forty to seven. Whoa. Forty to seven. Okay. All right. We're writing that down. That's a hot take. You think Seattle's gonna beat them forty to seven? Yes. This guy's coming in hot with hot takes. You're a real Jet fan. I am. Looking at the negative. They're it, not good. 
They're all right. They're all right. Is, <laughs> is football your favorite sport? Yes. Okay. And what, favorite, favorite sport to play or to watch? Watch. What are your favorite sports to play? Basketball and soccer. All okay. right. Yep. Awesome. Well, you know what, Bren? We're, we're going to continue to bring you on. I think you're going to be a fan favorite. And uh, keep up the good work. Okay. All right, buddy? Yeah. yeah. All right, great. We love having you on. We're going to talk a little bit about the, you know, the uh, NFL playoff picture right now. And then right towards the end, we're going to have you come back and do a little bit of a, you know, what are your thoughts on? And we're just going to give you a phrase, and you're going to hit us with your first comment. Yep. Sounds good? Yeah. All right. We'll see you in a few minutes. Okay. All right, buddy. All right, buddy. All right. So the NFL season is, I mean, look, we're down to the final couple weeks, and it feels like literally everyone is still in it. <laughs> like, like you got teams that are like six and nine that are in it. And it's like, it's, it actually makes me, and, and one of those teams actually makes me like disgusted that they could possibly be in the playoffs and Brady's bucks. Yeah. Brady's bucks. And, and the fact that, you know, you get Tom Brady in the playoffs and you know, all he needs to do is win three or four games, which <laughs> it would be, it would be an injustice. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you right now, Lon, that, I will bet the house mm-hmm. that Tom Brady will not be winning the Super Bowl. Not only will I bet the house, but you keep on hearing everybody talk about a trap game if it's the Cowboys Bucks in round one. While I don't love the Cowboys, I think they're a good team. I think the Cowboys, despite uh, their lack of head coaching capabilities and skill, are going to crush the Buccaneers. Anybody's out there who's watched the Buccaneers consistently this season knows they can't score until like the fourth quarter. They've won, I don't know, four games, like 17, 14, 19, 17, legitimately only because the, I think the opponents that they were playing were so terrible and just rolled over, you know, to maybe one or two plays. They don't, they're not healthy. They don't play well. They're not well coached. I can tell you that Todd Bowles is doing about as good a job with the Buccaneers as he did with the Jets. So uh, a real you know, tip of the hat to the guy who never should have gotten another head coaching job, but he did, and that's fine. But I think this Buccaneers team is dead in the water, and it won't even matter. Yeah, I, I, look, I, th- this game is, is a hard game for me. This one hurts. No matter what happens, I'm definitely not watching. And uh, <laughs> I will tell you that I am rooting for the Bucs because I can't root for the – for the Cowboys, um, especially because we're we're still fighting with them. The Eagles are still fighting with them. Um, but look, I will give the Cowboys some credit this year, as much as it pains me that they they have come to play this year. So I'm I'm actually pretty impressed with what they've done. I'm pretty sure they'll screw it up in like the second round of the playoffs. But I had them not making the playoffs. Yeah. So I can go. You know, I have no problem admitting that. I really thought that this was Mike McCarthy's funeral. You know, this was the procession that we were going to watch. I still think he might be let go, right. uh, unless they win the Super Bowl, obviously, because we all know that Sean Payton is waiting in the wings for some opportunity. Don't know which one. I think he would have loved Herbert and San Diego, um, you know, with the Chargers, but it looks like Staley is doing just enough to potentially keep his job. Maybe not. I think I saw Staley stretching or twerking on the sideline before the Colts game, which was pretty disconcerting. <laughs> I think. I think once I saw that, I think you know you almost could have fired the guy right there. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> And, uh, you know, we, we live in, in dolphin country, which is, is slowly sliding um, towards... Off the, off the cliff? <laughs> it, it's sliding towards what we've seen the last 15 years in a row, which comes down to the final... I, I, I seriously cannot believe... I feel like this is like the 20th year in a row. It's come down to the final two games for the Dolphins. And you thought it was like 
it was over. Like, it was, what were they, eight and three at one point? Yeah. Like, like they were they were definitely yeah. they were definitely going to the playoffs. People were talking Super Bowl. I actually placed a bet for somebody in Vegas <laughs> <laughs> that they're gonna, they're going to go to the Super Bowl. So I'm I'm somewhat rooting for that because he said he'd take me, but I I don't think that's actually happening. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, last weekend the Packers came to town, and it's like. The Dolphins did everything to not win that game. And look, I, I, I would, I, I do feel bad if, if Tua is having like serious concussion issues now, and that was one of the big reasons. I mean, it's like it's, it's a terrible, terrible thing. Um, but look, it's they have a lot of weapons out there. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, I don't know what you do if you're the Dolphins right now because Mike McDaniel preaches, you know, Tua's welfare. Okay, well, if you're all about two as well for it, then he absolutely can't play this week, which no. obviously is a must-win at New England, right. at a New England team that's really like below average. So this New England team is going nowhere fast. So the problem is, you know, can Teddy Bridgewater, you know, who I actually saw glimpses of like really, you know, what I thought were like high, like high levels of skill on Minnesota before he, you know, had that terrible leg injury. It's going to be Teddy Bridgewater in New England. And maybe if Mike McDaniel is as good a coach as we, you know, people think he might be offensively, maybe he can come up with a game plan to, you know, sneak out a win because they need that win. I, look, these next two weeks are really big weeks in terms of we'll get off the Dolphins in a minute, but like it's very interesting right now to see the Dolphins in the same spot that they were the last, you know, 10 seasons, right? And they have a lot more weapons this year, a better offensive line. And a little storyline that people don't really want to talk about so much is like, you know, Brian Flores was fired. He's with Pittsburgh. They're not having a great season, but it could be very interesting to see if Pittsburgh makes the playoffs and the Dolphins don't with, you know, vastly different talent levels. I um, mean, it's, 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 it's almost incredible, right? I mean, the Steelers are 7-8. and eight, The Dolphins are 8-7, and seven, separated by one game. You know, it, it's, the Steelers have nothing. They literally have nothing. nothing. They, have, they have no... They have no, no no real quarterback at the moment. Kenny Pickett, maybe he'll be good one day. They have trouble scoring in every single game. I don't think they can score more than 16 points. So, But yes, I think that underlying storyline will be fascinating at the end of the year. And you'll see some, uh, you'll definitely see some smirks on the sidelines depending on which way the ball bounces. But wait a second. So going to the last week, second to last week of the season, playoff pictures relatively set. I think the seventh seed in both conferences is up for grabs. What's your... Uh, what are your thoughts as we head into these final two weeks about, you know, what do you think we're going to see and, and, and what matchup are you looking most forward to in the playoffs? So in the playoffs, I think, you know, obviously, obviously everyone wants to see Buffalo, Kansas City right. again, right? right? At some point in the playoffs, you have, you know, the Ravens are s- somehow always like the five seed. It's like kind of ridiculous. Um, Is Lamar coming back? I don't know. I don't okay. know. I mean, that's I don't I don't know what's happening. Because I'd love to see the Jaguars like crush them if they meet in the playoffs. That'd be awesome. The Jaguars are an unbelievable story. It's so awesome to see that. I mean, finally, and and a year removed from would you say, personally and professionally, one of the worst seasons a franchise can have. Right. Right. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, and I, look, I'm happy for Trevor Lawrence, for that whole team, that whole franchise. They've suffered for a really long time. You know, when you get. You know, some of the matchups that I like at some point in time. Um, you know, the first round is interesting, as it would be right now. But, like, I think a lot's going to happen. This is going to be all shuffled up. But the 49ers, 
whoever they play in the second, third round of the playoffs or conference finals, it's going to be like, look, my Eagles, I'm clearly a homer. I'm, I'm going to uh, come out and say that. And you know that already is, you know, I'm, I'm a little nervous about the Eagles playing the 49ers, especially because they're starting to get a little banged up. And also because the 49ers just play a brand of football that is, it's stifling in different ways, Agreed. right? So they, they have a lot of the pieces that you need to win championships. The only uncertainty really is their quarterback, who seems to be playing well, but it's very different as you get deep into the playoffs. So I'm actually really watching the 49ers. I think the Vikings, they've won too many close games. You can't do that in the playoffs. Um, but look, the cream is continues to rise to the top. It's still Chiefs, Bills, you know, 49ers are coming back up. Um, you know, the Eagles are there. Mm -hmm. The Bengals are back in the three seed. So you are having – but I would like to see a couple of these other teams kind of sneak in. You know, the Giants are, are interesting. Um, I don't know if they're really ready for primetime yet, though. Yeah. I think the first round of the playoffs is going to be sort of like a, a smorgasbord of, like, general crap. Right. To be perfectly honest, I mean, there'll be some fun games. There'll be a lot of games you want to bet against. Um, if as it as it is right now, Chargers at Bengals would probably be my favorite matchup of all the six six seven matchups. Honestly, um, I'll probably watch a little bit of the Jaguars because I think it's a great story. I could care less if it's Packers at Vikings again because I just think the Packers are a shell of themselves. Watch them beat the Vikings <laughs> and right. then move forward. Right. Um, Giants at Forty Nine ers, obviously reminiscent of the uh, of the early nineties NFC Championship game. What was it fifteen thirteen? Nothing but field goals. It was a pretty amazing game. And Cowboys Buccaneers, they'll just be you know one team I can't stand versus another team I can't stand. Yeah. Well, let, let me tell you something. The, the divisional round oh is God. going to be so good. Yeah. Like if you haven't scheduled your vasectomy, <laughs> it's time because <laughs> uh, you you don't want to miss any of that entire weekend into the conference finals. I think. I think those games are going to be absolutely amazing, yeah. as, as they were last year. Look, the wild card sounds like it'd be amazing because you got so many games and whatever, but they're not. They're not as great. I mean, look, I think you'll have a couple good ones. The divisional round, like those games are just. I mean, these are these are like definitely playoff teams that didn't sneak in, and they're or they're playing very very well at this yep. time of year. Yeah, that's a twenty. That's January twenty first and twenty second, where you basically just got to clear your calendar. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, I'd love to end this podcast with a, uh, a lightning round with uh, nephew Brennan. Yep. So, Brennan, why don't you come on back and uh, get situated right here. And we're going to take turns at just throwing players, concepts, things at you just to get your, your what we'll call your, you know, your, your, your quick hits. Okay? So, whatever comes to mind, you know, just say it when we say something. All right? All right. So, Lana, why don't you go first? Ben Simmons. Disgusting. Okay, good. LeBron James. Disgusting. More. Why? Because I'm. Because I like New York. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Um, Mbappe. Great. Cool. Messi. I'll root for him. All right, all right. We, we've grown there. That was good. That was good. All right. The Dolphins. I'll never root for them. Okay. That's that's a very fair point. The New York Rangers. I love them. Okay. The New York Knicks. Horrible, but I still root for them. I like that. I like that loyalty. Wow. That was good. Are you going to win the fantasy championship this weekend? Yes. I love that confidence. That's great confidence. And 
JCC basketball this year? A lot of fun. It's just going to be a lot of fun. You're going to be playing for the first time. Yeah. You excited about it? Very. You like watching your, your sister and your, and your cousin play? Yeah, but it's about time that I actually play. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we agree. Yeah, it is about time. It's your time. <laughs> Bam is up. Well, listen, uh, Brennan, love having you on. We can't wait to have you on more. And uh, we're looking forward to your feedback, your commentary, your thoughts and opinions. And uh, for everybody out there, uh, Brennan's going to be available for uh, you know spot segments and yep. commercials if you need them. Yep, yep. Brennan, do you have any final words for our, for our audience? Please root for me in the finals. Like, every person who's in fantasy is rooting against me. So I just need a little bit of help. I just need a couple people to root for me. Well, you, you got us rooting for you. You, yeah. you got more people than I think you realize rooting for you. All right? Yeah. Well, we wish you the best, and thanks for coming on today. You did great. Thank you. All right. Well, for uh, everybody out there, this was great. Uh, we're going to be back sooner than later. It's been a little while since our last pod, so we'll be back soon. This is the Dudes of Davy, and uh, we'll see you soon. See you soon. Be well. Happy New Year. Mm-hmm.